And then this morning, verses 45 and 46, I just want to read those two and finish, because this is so exciting, this early church. Let's read verses 45 and 46 together, all right? All right. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. I'll deal with 47 next week. Let's go and read it. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added unto the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower fade away. But the word of our God, even after south by southwest is gone, is going to stand forever. You may be seated. A contagious fellowship, part five. And look what they were doing, man. Spiritual discipleship. Spiritual development. Uh, Michelle Obama, in her book entitled Becoming, entails or tell the wonderful story of a young black girl from Southside Chicago who lived in a cramped two-story house but became the first lady of the United States of America. In her book, she talks about becoming me becoming us and becoming more. Single women, you need to listen to this because the man you select to be your husband has the power to take you to the White House or the poor house. Is who you select. Amen. I hope single women see Women have to, according to the Bible, submit to their husbands. But God gives them the power of selection. And so, you single women, I'm looking at you and I'm praying for you. Be careful who you select. Because the man you select has the power. To take you from the White House or to the poor house, depending on who you select. That's why some women are mad this morning. Go and say amen. If you can't say amen, just pat your right foot. Just do it quickly. Because you know you made. <laughs> a bad selection. And they try to tell you, but you thought you was in love. You thought love. We're going to conquer all. So this book, Becoming. And, and the idea of becoming to me is really a theological or a biblical concept. Because those of us who are walking with God, we are becoming. Salvation is the first step. 
Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And that's the problem with a whole lot of folk. You better start asking these people, have you been saved? Amen. You know, you need to ask people, have you been saved? Because a lot of people act in the way they act because they have never had an encounter of the holy kind. That's the first step. Salvation is the first step. And then the second step is discipleship, is becoming. The apostle John said in 1 John 3 and 2, he said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Somebody say becoming. We, to, to be saved doesn't mean we have reached perfection. We all are stumbling and bumbling towards eternity. But we are becoming every day more and more like Jesus. Dr. Gene Mims in his book The Kingdom Principles for Church Growth said it's much easier to, to get people saved than to disciple people because discipleship takes time. And there will be evidence of your spiritual growth. That becoming is more than just talking about it. It's walking about it. And uh, James said in James 2.17, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. And so in verses 41 through 47 gives us a bird's eye view of the early church. We've already talked about the miraculous. God, Jesus is a miracle worker. Amen and uh, amen. We, we need some miracles in our lives and we've had some. And then not only the unity of the believers is so important. Today I want to look at verses 45 and 46. First of all, I want to talk about their generosity. Somebody say generosity. Look, look, the word generosity in verse number 45, look what he said. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. The word generosity means a quality or condition of generous and willingness to give help or to support someone. That's why back on our feet, here in our 5K running walk under the bridge and so many other ministries. Our junior mission is getting ready to do a ministry in Houston. That's part of the church's generosity. See, here, here we see the power of love and the Holy Ghost is liquid love. The more you are filled with the Holy Ghost, the more you love Jesus and the more you love the things of Jesus. Let me say that again. Uh, the, the more you fall in love with Jesus. See, some of y'all here fall in love with the wrong people. You need to fall in love with Jesus. Yes, I have fallen in love with a man. <laughs> and his name is Jesus. And the more you love him, the more you love the things of God. Yes, Tina Turner, you had it right. Love, she asked a question, what love got to do with it? Now see, Tina, I'm going to tell her everything, Tina. Because the more you love him, 
the more you love the things of God. You see, when, you, when I was in love with me, I loved the things that I loved. The nightclubs. The fuckiness. I can't pull say that. That's right. Tell me what to say. Uh, the worldliness <laughs> of the clubs. <laughs> I was like old hog in slop. I couldn't get enough of it. Every weekend, every chance I got, I cut out to the old places. Because I was in love with what I loved. <laughs> you ain't got to say nothing. Just keep looking at me. I know some of y'all have never gone to a club. A club is a place where they club. <laughs> but anyway, I was there. And I was in. But when I fell in love with Jesus, I stopped going. Not because of the fact I got too old. I was just 21 years old when I got saved. At the height of my debauchery, when I was young enough then to stay up all the weekend. You know how it was when you're young. I tell folk now, the old I get, I got to start using the, the N-word. And people say, oh, pastor, oh, don't use that N-word. No, I'm talking about a nap, amen. The old I get, oh, well. I'll get through this. Some of y'all too up there. Amen. 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 The only you get. Some of y'all sleeping now. I'm going to get through. So y'all go eat your lunch, take your medication, and do what? Go take a nap. All right. Bless the Lord. Amen. But when you fall in love with Jesus, you fall in love with the people of God. And here, look at them. They sold their possessions. Now before those of y'all who run around here talking about this was a form of biblical communism, not so. This is not communism, not biblical communism either because it was voluntary and it was from love and it was a short term. See, when you love Jesus, you love the people of God. I'm praying for that young man down in Australia and all these are black nationalists and white nationalists who are spreading this hatred. It's not of God. You cannot be saved and hate anybody. It doesn't matter what color, what ethnicity. It doesn't matter what they've done to you. If you are saved, you can't hate anybody. And I challenge any of my preacher friends, black, white, Hispanic, preach more on the love of God. You can't hate nobody. That was wrong with some of y'all. Y'all sitting up hating somebody. Even got folk hate Trump. No, he ain't knowing. I just don't. I hate him. How you hate somebody you don't even know? You want a wall too. And then y'all ain't got to say nothing. Just keep looking at me, y'all. See, because y'all y'all say, man, because you want a wall because some of your neighbors. Some, just look at me because... Y'all living about, okay. They still changing their all on the grass, all that. Okay, no. All right, but, but I mean, but when you fall in love, look how generous they were. They sold their possessions. Malachi 3, the tithes of bring to the church is for uh, generosity. Bring y'all the tithes into the storehouse. This is the only scripture in the Bible where God said, test me. God said, test me. God said, Prove. bring it in. I'll show you. Oh, God. 
Every believer ought to be running to give their tithes. Every believer ought to be, Pastor, when we going to give? When can I give my, because God challenges me, test me. See, well, I'm not open for you, the windows of heaven. You won't have enough room to receive it. That's, that's poor. Can you imagine how much more you can give if you were debt free? Can you imagine how much more this church could do for missions if we were debt free? And we're headed toward debt free. We're trying to sell our property over here to my left, your right, not the parking lot, but on this side. Because some of y'all just get it wrong. I hear Pastor, they trying to sell or the, uh, uh huh, yeah. See, no, not the parking lot. <laughs> the crowd's on the side of the creek. Because <laughs> somebody go home, talking about they try to sell the parking lot. No. <laughs> you know, how, okay, now let's move on. Amen. Because we're going to be debt free. Can you imagine the less stress you have in your life if you were debt free? How much more we could give to back on your feet? How much more we could give to missions and other ministries if we were dead free? Look at that. They didn't have no baby content. That's why they're where I passed it. We don't sell no dinners. Amen. Don't have no baby contest because all of them look like Martin Luther King in a way. No, we ain't have no baby contest. No. We're going to give. The way God said for us to give. Amen. Well, amen. I know I'm right because in the book. My last church I went to, Bethlehem Baptist Church, before I got there, they had sold, and, I, and they were over 100 years old. I'm 28 years old, and I get there and told them, say, I'll take this church, but we won't sell. And one of my faithless deacons jumped up and said, we won't last six weeks. I said, it's going to be the best six weeks you ever had, buddy, because I'd rather go down with Jesus. Listen. I'd rather obey him than anybody else. See, see, some of you would give more if you wasn't so broke. Look what they did. They sold their possessions and helped each other. One day we're going to have a car lot. Thank you, doctor. Always like that, doctor. So if our members struggling, we're going to have an apartment complex. Thank you, thank you, sir. So our people, amen, amen. Can you imagine what will happen when the word get around the generosity? They gave, they helped each other and then talk about it. Black folk, we used to help each other. They didn't have no garage sales. You gave no clothes away. If you kill a hog, everybody got some. If you kill a cow, now we're no longer generous. Now we want to sell our stuff and very cold. I had a brother, I think I told y'all, who loaned his own wife some money. Now how in the world do you loan your wife? And then to add insult to misery, he had a coupon book. And he brought her to see me because she was three months behind. Now that day I had to summon up all the Holy Ghost I could get because I started telling that if you don't get, oh, amen, well, thank you. I'm becoming, you gonna loan your wife money. <laughs> he wasn't generous. <laughs> somebody say generosity. Oh, I'm sensing in my spirit. I got somebody else. Are you loaning your wife? You don't want to give your wife any money? Yo, 
I'm going to lay hands on you today. I'm going to just, and I don't need no regular oil. I'm just, any kind of oil I can get, I'm just going to anoint you. Amen. I may, I may put some Bengay on you, anything. If you, amen, well bless. Look how generous they were. Oh yeah, man. They sold their possessions to help somebody else. Mahalia Jackson sung that song years ago, if I can help somebody. If I can help somebody as I travel alone. If I can help somebody with a word or song. If I can help someone from doing wrong, know my living shall not be in vain. Somebody say generosity. Amen. They sold their possession. Wow, that's powerful, man. I don't, that's powerful. Because we still, let me tell y'all what, we still got some cheap folk running around here. They won't give a poor dog a bone. But they got their hands out for themselves. Isn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I have a red basket for uh, uh, a preacher or uh, trying to help somebody else, some people don't give a dime until they, got their, until they want something. Pastor, when are you going to get that red basket? <laughs> well, generous. See, I have been accused, and you can ask Sister McClellan this when you see her. I've been married to her going on. This year will be 48 years. I have been broke, but I've never been accused of being cheap. Well, bless his name. And I'm not driving a 1999 Dodge Dakota with 250,000 miles on it because I'm cheap. I'm just sick of giving the bank all my money. Amen. Because whatever I'm in, I'm a doctor. If I'm walking, I'm a doctor. Amen. That's why some of you can't be more generous. You are over in debt. They sold their possessions. Then, then secondly, look here. Verse 46, their consistency. Look, look in verse 46. See? And they continuing, what? Daily. With one accord. Look at all these things. With con- continuing daily one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Look at the purple, look at the power of the Holy Ghost had to change and empower their lives. The church in America is going to miss a golden opportunity to speak to the demon of racism because of our own idiosyncrasies. The power of the Holy Ghost changed their lives and they were more religious at home. See, you see, God is concerned about your home life. And I told you that going on 26 years ago when I came to St. James. I was more concerned about your home life than I was over here for a couple hours. See, anybody can shake it and fake it for a few hours. Because a whole lot of us need to get Academy Award. We know how to shake it and fake it. We know how to look like we are deep. We look like we are into it. And we are hurting. But if you are happy at home, you got to take. See, Jesus want to go home with you. And that's where the devil attacks us in the first place, at home. They went home. They, they were unified. They were talking about they were unified. They were magnified. And they multiplied because of the power of the testimony of Jesus among the unsaved. That young man this morning, five, you know, giving his testimony.
testimony. And every chance you get, you ought to give your testimony because they overcame through the word of the testimony and and, 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 and they were consistent. They just wasn't a weekend thing. They were wrong with too many Christians. You, you just do it on Sundays. Amen. These Christians were not content just to meet once a week, you know, for service as usual. They met daily. Uh, they cared about each other daily. They won souls daily. They, they, they searched the scriptures daily. They increased in numbers daily. These Christians, they walked by faith daily. It wasn't once a week routine. And anybody can just put on and come to church once a week. But you ought to start doing something daily for the Lord. Start reading your scriptures daily. Uh, uh, start praying daily. Start sharing your faith daily. That's, that's why it's so tough on the choir. That's why it's so tough on the praise team. That's why it's so tough on the pastor. Because some of y'all been living in a deep freeze all week. And y'all expect us to thaw you out in 10 minutes. You haven't read your Bible. Haven't even watched not one religious program. All you've been watching is empire and scandalous and and watching CNN and CNBC. And so when you come to church Sunday morning, you are having a daily uh, hangover from a lackadaisical, demonic, lascivious uh, world. But thank God you're here. But can you imagine how much more service would mean to you if you start daily Spending time with the Lord. Daily reading your word. Daily. See, I tell men all the time, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on Valentine's Day if you kissed her every day during the year. Some brother got to go buy 50 dozen roses and 25 balloons because they ain't said nothing good to her the whole year. But if you start off every morning telling her how good she looks, and you the apple of my eye, you the coffee sweet in my sugar, all that kind of stuff. Can you imagine? That's why Big Mama said, I woke up this morning with my mind straight on Jesus. Look at them, they were going from house to house. They didn't have nowhere else to go. Because he want to go from our hearts to our homes. And if you start shouting at home, if you start being, have an attitude of gratitude at home, on your job. You see, I was just sitting there thinking earlier during the service, and the Spirit just spoke to me again. Be glad for whatever you have. <laughs> you ought to thank him. <laughs> That, 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 that spirit of gratitude. Some of y'all trying to be too deep. I don't know who you're deep, but I don't know. You listen, 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 listen. I bring my own wood. Because I don't know how you get to church. Amen. But, but they were glad. It's in your book right there. They, they ate meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Purpose. 
They were always trying to point out what we don't have. But you ought to be glad for what you do have. Your job may not be the greatest in the world, but at least you ought to say what? I have a job. <laughs> you may live in the apartments, but you ought to be glad to say, at least I'm not homeless. You ought to have and cultivate a spirit of gladness. David said in Psalms 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. David said in Psalms 102, serve the Lord with gladness. Whatever I do, I'm going to do it with gladness. Yes, sir, Psalm 45, 7 said, Thy God has anointed thee with the all of gladness. David said in Psalm 64 and 10, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord. Psalm 4 and 7, David said, Thou hast put gladness in my heart. Isaiah 25 and 9 said, We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. You don't let nobody set your glad meter because you don't know what God has done for me. You can't set my glad meter because you don't know you wasn't there you don't know when and you don't know where I'm glad yeah I'm on my way to my seat I need to close my sermon by letting you all know there are five reasons why I'm glad I'm glad number one because he saved me number two I'm glad because he saved me number three I'm glad because he saved me number four I'm glad because he Shame and number five. I'm so not glad because 46 years ago he saved me. Oh, you ought to be glad. I'm glad to be in the house one more time. I'm glad he looked beyond my fault on my knees I'm glad he woke me up this morning sorted me on my way I'm glad he died on a crawl buried in a bar of tomb but I'm so not glad that early 
a glad sermon. If you want something sad, yeah, don't come here because when I think of uh, the goodness of Jesus and all he done for me, my soul gets glad. finished I'm just going to quit because when I think of what he brought me from oh, get glad glad oh, oh. thank you you ought to think of something to make you glad stop thinking about these old negative folk and negative you ought to think of something that God has done for you. Make a, make a spirit of gladness. Oh, I'm glad. Oh. Thank you. Well, bless his name. Glad, 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 I'm glad that he saved me, filled me with this Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Say, be glad. Say, if they don't want to give you a high five, just high five yourself. You know what? Say, hey. I can't dance down there 
they want me to pray my two and a half minute prayer and sit down I can't dance at H-E-B big black man they'll call the police on me but and I can't dance at Planet Fitness big black man call the police on me but over here in the house of the Lord I can dance and missionaries and elders and deep and church folk just ought to get in the spirit of gladness and just thank God that things are as well as they are hallelujah 